Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Find out how you can listen early and also ad-free uh, at Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's easy. It's simple. You get your own RSS feed and you never have to listen to ads like this one because the Sun Ranto show is also brought to you by my bookie. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when you're putting money on it. Now, sometimes I just got a gut feeling about the matchup and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team, the Cubs. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, MyBookie is your best bet this season at MyBookie.ag. So if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you, like, for example, bet the Cubs to win and the Cardinals to lose. Uh, now, if you're going to bet this season, just do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. And if you really want to support your team, the Cubs, this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. Join right now. MyBookie's going to double your first deposit. Use the promo code CHAIR. It activates the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, and it doubles your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today because you play, you win, and then you get paid. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Lucho Scali Michael Sunrento back it's the sun ranto show um i'm danny rocket i'm back from puerto rico i'm sorry about the delay everybody but we are all here hail hail uh michael cotton snowed in uh crawley snowed in snowing technically you're snowed in as well not really it's uh kind of warm here that it snowed and then it melted you guys have snow upon snow and um it is like where are you I'm in Chicago. Where's Crawley? In I was the, in Wisconsin. He was in Wisconsin. You were, but yeah. you're in Chicago now. I got here, yep. Yep. Oh, okay. So you drove out of the snow. Well, I'm confused with who's snowed in and where you're at. And If you don't know about Chicago weather by now, after watching the Cubs all these years, the fact that Crawley could be buried under three feet of snow while just a few miles away, I may not be. Then, You're then- suntanning. Yeah, I guess. Exactly. And um, anyway, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, Puerto Rico and 
first and foremost, thank you to Jose Orlando Mercado, who brought me uh, to three different baseball games, and it was the Caribbean World Series. And I don't know, have you guys ever seen a baseball game in another country before? No, I am not. I'm waiting for London. Yeah, well, I'm sure that won't be as fun. Yeah, that's just going to be a bunch of Americans there. Yeah, with a bunch of Brits, and they'll be like singing songs and swinging beers, and uh, I assume there'll be chimney sweeps. Do you think there will be a lot of British people at those games? No. I don't think so either. I think it's it's going to be like 75% Americans. Yeah, the most Brits will be the ushers and the vendors. <laughs> right. But uh, if you ne- if you ever get a chance to go down, especially a Latin American country like Puerto Rico, or they play in Dominican, they've got a league in Venezuela, and all these teams play in a Caribbean World Series. So at this point, the winner from each individual league, they get to play in the Caribbean World Series. This year for Puerto Rico, it was uh, Los Cangrejeros, the Crabbers, who I saw last year, who play in uh, Eram Bithorn Stadium. And uh, they're actually they're the stadium that hosts the MLB Puerto Rican series the last few years. I believe this year it's the Mets and somebody else playing. Anyway, it's a hell of a lot of fun because they're playing for a home and country. And um, it, the mascots are are meaner. You know, like I saw the the mascot, this mascot, JJ. He took like the, these kids were, re- were racing in sumo wrestling uh, costumes. And JJ came in and blocked one of the guys out during the race. And uh, I saw the there's a cardinal for Venezuela. And uh, he came around. They had these T-Mobile inflatable bang sticks that you're supposed to bang together, make a lot of noise. And they're all pink. And uh, <laughs> the cardinal came by. And he grabbed one of the bang sticks and started beating some guy with it. it was, <laughs> I mean, if this, I mean, just a hell of a lot of fun. That, that's how Gritty ended up in court. Yeah, but see, they don't sue down there like <laughs> yeah, they do yeah. in Philadelphia. So, um, you know, Junior Lake played for the Dominican Republic, who won the whole thing. I saw him get picked off first base, just like the old days. So that was <laughs> exciting. And, you know, the whole atmosphere was super festive. Uh, they had live bands playing outside, these, like, uh, Puerto Rican bands playing, like, salsa music. And, like, it was really interesting music. Like, they're... Huge 12-piece bands with brass and singers that were doing, like, dance moves, like Gladys Knight and the Pips. And, uh, I mean, it was just incredible. It's like what I, Gallagher Way wishes it was. Like, Yeah, I, I would love fun. to go to one of those games. I th- it looked, I've seen some of your pictures you've been posting in some of the videos. It looks like it'd be a blast. I mean, there are bands playing in the stands. People bring, like, tambourines and drums and then, like, drum circles kick off, like, at the out in the uh, the uh, mezzanine. Not the mezzanine. The, with the concourse. Yeah. Yeah, I walk in, bunch of Dominican dudes. Dominicans showed up for this. It's only like a 45-minute flight. So the Dominicans flew in, and they made a showing. They won the whole thing because they had great fans. The Puerto Rican fans were like Cub fans. Like when the Dominican Republic went up in the semifinals, uh, they they were losing 4-3 to three at that point. Something like that. It was a one-run game. And all the Puerto Rican fans looked like they their dog just died. They started to leave. And I was like, oh, yeah, go back to the suburbs, Puerto Rican fans. And they would look just <laughs> like Cub fans. 
Oh, man. Yeah. So anyway, I had a great time. And thank you to, to Jose uh, Orlando for bringing me to all of it. And uh, his wife, Aaron, and uh, their daughter, Emma. This, it's, we went to dinner a couple times. Um, it was It's just a blast. If you ever get a chance, go down there. Oh, you know who else I saw is uh, Vimael Machine, who we just lost to the A's in the Rule 5 draft. And they had him play in first base, and he sucked. Really? Yeah. I was I was fully waiting for V-Mile Machine to, like, hit a bunch of walk-off homers, make a bunch of diving catches, and I was going to feel so sad and angry at the Cubs. But instead, I was like, eh, that's okay. When you say he sucked, like, he just wasn't good hitting, like, or, like, people throw him the ball and he misses it. They threw him the ball and he missed it. In fact, <laughs> one of one of the plays... And it really wasn't his fault. It was runner's interference uh, going oh. down to first like that double, uh, you know, third to home, home to first. And the guy wasn't in the running lane and the umpire didn't call it. So game over and uh, Puerto Rico lost. But V-Mail Machine missed a bunch of balls that I saw. But that game ended on two errors. <laughs> so that was pretty, <laughs> pretty Cub-like. It, I mean, the Congrejeros had a pretty Cub-like showing in this series but anyway go down i i don't know where it is next year they move it all around the world series but there's always baseball in like december and january if you can make it down to the dominican republic or to puerto rico uh go down there and and see some baseball because it is so much fun oh and michael you would love it it's just like nobody can hit so (laughs) so, no they can't you know maybe now and again you get a double if it's a i do like hitting no, but no, you'll like this. Bunts, stolen bases, lots of singles. Oh, it's like baseball. Yep. Like baseball. It's not just home run derby and Yeah, Dead Ball era is alive and well down in Puerto Rico. Right, because they can't they can't afford the titleist baseballs that they're using in the major leagues. No. So so the ball doesn't, you know, cut through the air. Or whatever the problem is, I think it's a pretty big park too. You know, it's I forget the dimensions, but I saw it was like four oh eight to center. But but it's yeah, so it it's but it's hot there, and the wall is high too. Yeah. Um. So I mean, the interesting thing that I found about it is that, well, let me start off by saying I have no idea why Albert M. Mora did not play in the winter leagues, because that is the kind of guy that is down there playing right now. His you handler know, didn't want him to go. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I'm still bitter. Yeah, well, you he, should he be. Does, he does have uh, a family and small children. And if, <sighs> well, he's, I, w- I would guess that that's why he's making decisions like that. Well, if sure. If he has a family and uh, small children, he may want to provide for them in the future because, uh, you know, right now it looks like he doesn't have much of a future if he doesn't turn it around. Yeah, exactly, and they're paying him a million bucks. Like, if they're going to cut bait with anybody, the Cubs have five outfielders right now. Now that they added uh, uh, John Philip Souza, so I mean, uh, who, by the way, is wearing number twenty-one, which I I really enjoyed because it's, it's like Sammy Souza. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, there's got this guy Peter O'Brien. Like, he was the one he really stood out because he played on the Dominican team. Big, tall, white guy playing first base. And he's in the, I believe, the Marlins or the Braves organization. I forget what it was. But uh, he did well down there. But he's a guy that's, you know, he hasn't broken through like Almora has. Right. But, 
you know, but you got a guy, you know who played down there for the Congrejeros? Freaking Javier Baez in 2014 and 15, like over that winter. Yeah. Right when he came up. And, I and you know, Manny Margot played down there, and he just I got— I remember uh, Joe Madden actually taking a trip to see Javi down in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember well, that, too. They did a they did a documentary thing that I—they they played it, like, every fucking night last year uh, about Hunter Pence going down and playing for the Toros. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw the Toros. They're, yeah. They're the Toros del Oeste in La Romana. And that, that's my, t- I actually have a baseball right above my head right now. Uh, that's a Toros baseball. And you know who else played for the Toros is John Baker. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I was just looking up a couple names. Like, this is the kind of guy that's down there. A Magnuris Sierra, Manny Margot, I already mentioned. So, and then there's also guys who were in the majors that haven't been for a few years. I don't know if they're trying to catch on or they just still want to play and they're old and they can make it on this team. You know what I mean? But I had great food. I ordered a... Right, uh, because these are professional teams. They're being paid to be on it. And I assume you win money if you win the whole thing. Yeah. And and just in case people don't quite understand, like, how a Peter O'Brien can be on... Uh, which team was he on? Venezuela? You, no, he was on the Dominican, which the was Dominican. the Toros. Yeah, it's, they aren't national teams. They're professional teams in their leagues, and the best teams then go to the World Series right. tournament. Right, so it was yeah. the Venezuela was uh, Los Cardinales, so the Cardinals, and uh, so I hated them, you know, yeah, just, you know just naturally. And then uh, the Cangrejeros were the Puerto Rican team that won, and they, they play a bunch of teams on the island. And then, yeah. Anyway, it's they, two, 20 ounces of beer for six bucks. That's so, pretty good. Half of what you pay at Wrigley. Half. Um, well, actually, well, depending on the style, they have one kind of beer. It's called Medalla, and it's pretty good. It's called Medalla Light. It's not that light. It doesn't taste like light beer because I don't think it really is. They just call it that so people buy it and think they're losing weight. But they don't think they're losing weight if you eat a tripleta, which is – here's the thing that Puerto Ricans do. They put three kinds of meat on their sandwiches. Like this one had beef – uh, turkey and ham on it, and it was on this giant long bun, and that was twelve bucks. So that was kind of expensive, but you could easily split this with somebody. But I didn't. I ate two <laughs> all by myself. So, um, but it, it was great, and you know that's why I didn't um, record the podcast because I kind of wanted to go to all of it, and I was gonna set up, but like literally my podcast window. The desk where I was going to sit at at podcast, it overlooked the ocean and a pool. And I was like, I can't sit here and fucking podcast and look at a beach. <laughs> so anyway, sorry we're late with this one. But um, oh, and the last thing I want to say, I did see Eram Bithorn's grave. Uh, got in there right before closing time and had a nice conversation with the grave digger who showed it to me. And we kind of paid our respects and talked about him and stuff. And uh, he's a big Javier Baez fan. In fact, so is the of guy course. at the cigarette store. Everybody loves Javi down there. So if you that's a good, you know, I'd say go, go to Puerto Rico because they uh, the ranchers have a man on the inside with Jose Orlando. So he can, uh, you know, tell you where to go. And, um, you know, B, everybody loves Javi. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, what could what could go wrong with a vacation like that? So that's it. You guys have any questions for me? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I covered it all with my long-winded speech. 
I think you got well. Uh, the there was a, an earthquake while you were down there. I didn't feel it. I got nothing to say about it. Yeah, you did, there was no issues or anything. I remember seeing it one day. It was like a five level five, five something. And you know, it's it's all down on the other corner of the island. So, and then there was a big earthquake that hit Jamaica. Like the fault line outside of Jamaica, and that was like a seven something. They got tidal wave warnings and shit, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Right. <laughs> like, well, we're on the seventh floor. I mean, how, how high do those waves reach? But um, we're on the other side of it, so uh, San Juan, for the most part, is uh, is in better shape. We were going to go down to the, that end of the island, and unfortunately, we had to cancel our trip down there because you know you don't want to get in the way of relief efforts and whatnot. You know, yeah. So let's talk about the Cubs. Uh, since we've spoken, um, and first of all, I was told that once Josh Donaldson signed, the KB grievance was heard. Mookie Betts was traded, even though that seemed to be falling apart and now put back together, that Bryant would no longer be a Cub. So in other words, all those reports were completely incorrect and false. Well, I mean, when, when you know, uh, Nightingale had an article about how uh, KB was mad at the team, but then he kind of deleted it. But from what I'm hearing, I mean, KB wants to say a Cub. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. And I don't, you know, the one team that keeps getting brought up is Atlanta. But I think most teams, this, the grievance took so long. I mean, most teams had to set up. You know, they couldn't just sit there and wait. Do you think they made it take a long time on purpose to punish the Cubs for fucking with Chris Bryant and hoping that would be enough, or do you think it's just random and I'm putting two things together that don't belong together? No, I, I totally think they did it on purpose because they claim it was the arbiter's decision. Like, he had to do it. And I don't know. I, I, I feel like he knows that the Cubs manipulated the service time, but there was no way he could, like, actually make that the ruling you know what i mean because they technically it's all by the book even though everybody knows that it was shady and so then i think he just said well fuck it we're just gonna wait then and i'm gonna act like i'm researching i don't know what the fuck you're researching five years later <laughs> yeah but- <laughs> well i mean maybe he was uh you know front end on the astros garbage can banging uh i i don't know i mean here's the thing He's been hurt. I think the teams don't value him like a lot of Cub fans value him. He's a great player. He's not the best in the freaking world. Um, It seems like when you see what the Red Sox, that that Mookie Betts was basically a salary dump, too, because they got rid of Price at the same time. You know, and they did that for flexibility, but they didn't get much in return. I think Cub fans are going to be really pissed off if Chris Bryant ends up being a salary dump instead of bringing in a haul of, you know, like an Eloy and Dylan Cease kind of trade where you actually yeah. get something that, you know, maybe you could look into the future and have some hope. But it seems like everybody knows the position the Cubs are in. They know, yeah. you know, they know that we're hamstrung. Right. You're, you're, you're bargaining from a position of weakness. point. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's I think more so than the value of Chris Bryant. I mean, I yes, Cubs fans love him, 
He was the MVP, all that stuff. But that was three or four years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like even though he was and really could be and will, you know, if he stays with the Cubs his whole career, he'll probably be the best Cub ever. The people looking at him right now in this trading right now are looking at, well, he is slowly declining from that 16 season. So I don't know if you which guys, is kind of bullshit, but whatever. I don't know if you guys saw this on MLB Network. The Shredder's top ten at the hot corner. Oh, I know he didn't even make it. Didn't oh. make the top ten as far as third baseman. Yeah, so many. The fix is in. Well, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people point to his numbers before he got injured in those in the last few seasons, and they're like, he was on a tear, and then he got hurt. So he would have been on a tear that whole time. I guess you could extra- extrapolate that out, but. I'm like, yeah, but then he got hurt. You know, that does ding your value. And, you know, we're all in our 40s. We know what it's like to get hurt in your 20s. Well, that shit hurts me right now. Like, I can feel pain from something I did 20 years ago. And it's cumulative. So if he is the kind of guy, you know, that's rumored to be made of glass. And, you know, I think it's unfair to say that because, you know, but he does get hurt a lot. You know, I'm just saying it is a thing that has happened. So you kind of think that it's going to happen again. Well, and then when you, and, and it's a, it's a cumulative effect of everything, right? Your knee. We never had surgery on yeah. that, you know, well, but I'm, but I'm talking like his physical well-being, uh, where his numbers are at. The numbers are still great, but they're not as great, you know, which is kind of a ridiculous argument to make. Like, oh, he's not otherworldly like he was in this one year, even though he's still one of the best in the league. That's kind of a bullshit thing. But when you're trading, you don't you want to like nag at every little bit and knock the value down. You know, people act like, oh, well, it's a good trade for both of us. Let's just make a trade. That's not how the fucking world works. Like they want to give you nothing for KB. And Danny, they want. you you brought up the Mookie Betts trade. I mean, you're looking at one of the best center fielders in the game, and, and Boston got shit. Yeah, well, because yeah. it's a salary dump, and that's right. what that's my fear. Now, that's one year of Mookie Betts instead of two years of KB. But I mean, you're. It seems like maybe you could get slightly more, but if they everybody knew Boston was doing a salary dump. You know, so they just treated it like that, and they didn't get shit. And, you know, Mookie Betts just gives them flexibility in next year's offseason. But if I'm a Red Sox fan, and there was a lot of backlash to this trade, and I know you and I were texting uh, on our group thread about, you know, that, and, and you also said on Twitter that there'll be a hell of a lot of backlash from Cub fans if this ends up being a salary dump. But they and then what did you say something about a ghost trade or what was it called? Oh, okay, and yeah. Oh, is that well, like a ghost runner when you're playing <laughs> pickup game baseball? Mm-hmm. Well, what what you're talking, what I was talking about on Twitter the other day is that if you you what I'm concerned about here is. There was a Bleacher Nation put out a good piece that kind of was looking at a article by Barry Rosner and Theo was talking about how they knew in 17 and 18 that there was going to be problems for bigger market teams. This the last CBA definitely hurt bigger market teams like the Cubs 
And so, look, nobody wants to go over this, uh, be a repeat offender with the luxury tax right now. And so the point of it is, is that I think the grievance really threw everything off because I think that, you know, they they know they have to get under this cap. And so let's say the season starts. You got a couple things that could potentially happen. The Cubs, if you look at their schedule in April, they don't face a lot of really good teams on paper. You know, we all know on paper, but on paper, if you're looking at their schedule, they got the Pirates, a bunch. Yeah, they they just got a lot of teams that aren't that great. And so you have April and then you have May going into it. But there, this, you know, that we've talked before about how the Central is anybody, it's really up for any, up for grabs. You know, the Cubs have a chance to win it. You know, the Cubs could finish first, they could finish fourth. You know, it could go either way on that. You know, no one's, you know, Pirates are going to be dead last. We know that. But, Here's the problem. In 1997, the White Sox were three games behind uh, the Cleveland Indians. And in August, they just start with down back three games with two months to play. It's called the infamous white flag trade. They just started trading all their guys for prospects, all yep. their all white their flag, uh, not ghost. <laughs> right. And so they called it the white flag trade. And, and when, a lot of white Sox fans were pissed off and. You know, they're always pissed off, but they were especially pissed off about that because why would you give up a chance to win the division when you're only three games back? And so I can see a potential situation because the Cubs do not want to go over the luxury tax again. That's been made absolutely crystal clear by their lack of moves this offseason. Right. You're talking about Souza being the big signing. And at this point, I think that, you know, with the division possibly being as close as it, you know, as we kind of expect it to be. I can see the Cubs being in first, or I can see the Cubs potentially being a game or two behind and actually trading away players uh, to get under that luxury tax. And that's going to be a real bitter pill to swallow. Yeah, because they're still <laughs> over right now. So we've been talking about it all winter long, and and we're like looking at the roster. We're like, man, the bullpen, or, you know, and then we're like, oh, but they have to get worse. <laughs> they have to actually Here, shed payroll, and they have to be Here's a what big I don't chunk. understand. The only guys that they've been talking about trading, right? It's been Wilson Contreras and Chris Bryant. Two excellent players, young guys on their way up, like still playing at a super high level. Meanwhile, they have a pitcher that they're not talking to anybody about, and I don't understand at all. Uh, John Lester is in his last year of his deal. Right, so, so is, this is it. So is Q. Right, but Can Q, but John Lester is making twenty four million dollars. You know what I mean? No one's gonna well, take he's that. actually only making twenty this year, but it's a twenty five million hit for the because luxury. of yeah, yeah, the AAV or whatever. Right, right. But so he's only making he's making twenty million this year. They are three point four million above where they need to be to get under the cap. Why not trade? John he, Lester for no, like if you're gonna trade for nobody, trade Lester in his last year, pick up ten million dollars of the deal, right? And then you're Let, under. But y- y- and I, then you're under. No, and you got a seven million I, like. Well, that's wiggle what, room. That's what it's gonna be, you know. And that would be a bit if you're a game out and John Lester's, you know, let's say at that point, John. I'm, five I'm just and saying, five. why haven't they done that already? Like go that direction already. I thought and, that I was saying earlier. I thought that Quintana was going to be the one that would be sure. going. 
Well, both of them are in their last year. So, like, both of them would make sense. Quintana, you don't have to eat any of. He's uh, he's already cheap. And right, then but- Lester, you'd have to eat part of. And, and those might be the guys on the move at the trade deadline. It won't be KB, you know. Maybe KB ends up being just like he doesn't accept the qualifying offer. <laughs> you don't get an extension done and you, you get a draft pick. I don't know. Or how about move? How about move both of them? Because we know that the fucking Cubs are punting at this point. Move I don't both know. These guys, I think they're get, trying to get do... a few prospects and get under if that's what they want to do. And then keep KB and Contreras and keep working on those guys to try and keep them. I, I think it's a fake punt and they're going to try to convert it. <laughs> they're going well, okay. to try to get the first just, you could, So then you only get rid of one, right? Either Quintana or Lester. Neither one of like neither one of them is expected to be very good this year. And both of them, you know, if my scenario is just that a scenario, but both of them could save the Cubs about 10 million bucks, gets them under the uh, luxury tax bullshit. And then they move into the season. Everybody knowing what the fuck's going on rather than, you know, playing this shit out and, I don't know. I'm trying to trade John Lester. You're saying after they, he's they, already had a bad two months. You're Just remember they, though yeah, that exactly. uh, John Lester has a full no trade clause. Yeah, uh, he does not. I'm you looking should... at uh, Spot Track right now. It doesn't show that he has a no trade clause. So I'm looking at it too, and it's a, if you go to the bottom, 2021 option includes a 10 million buyout. And then 2021 vest with 200 inning pitch or 400 innings pitch, full no trade clause. Huh. I wonder why they don't have that on the, like yeah. all the other guys that have that have the little lock thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They, and they don't have that noted on the front page. Well, either. Well, so John Lester's probably off, the, but who knows, you know, maybe he would accept a trade to a contender. Well, he, just, he doesn't know. care at this point. Like yeah. why the fuck would you want to stay with the Cubs at this point? Well, because, you know, I'm sure he'll waive his no trade clause to go. Because I think you're uh, already writing off the Cubs, Michael. And I think the point that Crawley was trying to make is that we could be a, in first place and they're like, fuck the luxury tax. <laughs> you know, we got to do something. And they end up going uh, trading Wilson. Then somebody needs a catcher and Caratini's your guy. And they bring up, I don't know, or they just get some like, you know, veteran third catcher like. You know, maybe who's the guy that's coming in to use a non-roster invitee? Maybe they sign him to a minor league deal. Maybe Taylor Davis comes back from Baltimore. Yeah, now. who knows? Something like, oh, oh Josh Fagley. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess, I guess my point is just that you have these two pitchers, regardless of what they are expected to do in this season, if you're just dumping and you don't really fucking care what you're getting back, do it with two guys who are in the, the last year of their contract and somebody's going to take a flyer on them because it's not going to cost them much. And that can get you under the luxury tax rather than trying to fucking move somebody like Chris Bryant or Wilson Gutierrez. Done. I'm with it, you. Doesn't that, it seems to make sense to me, but I'm a fucking idiot. So, I mean, I, I don't think know. there's a lot of people scratching their head on what, what you're going to do because you had a couple different approaches you could have done. And I, and I talked about this a while ago when we first started talking about, you know, trading Chris Bryant. I said, well, then if you're going to do that, just trade a bunch of guys and, and burn it down, you know, start over if that's what you want to do. Or 
you could try to add to the team, fuck the uh, penalties and just go ahead and go for it. Or the third option, which is the worst option, which is the option they've done, do nothing. nothing. Yeah. That that's the worst thing you could have done. Well, is, and is, that's is, what and that's what they've been doing this whole time. They've been doing nothing since 2016. Just you know, more and more guys off the team. You know, replacing them with people that we never see because they're hurt. <laughs> you know, like Brandon Morrow. Okay, here's a new closer. No, nope. right, right. But in in 2018, they were still spending. 2019, we saw no spending. Again, that was the. Inf- I mean, they even spent 20 on Cole Hamels at least. But like, tw- you know, then after that, it was nothing. It was well, and, and then, and Brock, that and Cole then- Hamill signing was fucking ridiculous. Like, yes, he he pitched well in the first part of the season, and you know, other than that injury, he could have had a great year. But there was no need to give him the twenty million. Let him go to free agency and see if you can get him for less. Like that just didn't make any fucking sense. Well, he ended up getting what eighteen with the Braves or something, so it would have been around there. But even so, like. You know, it, yeah, it, it, I guess it, in retrospect, that was a surprise too, though, that I can't believe the Braves gave him 18 million after he couldn't make it through the last because they got the money. They have yeah. the money to do it, whereas the Cubs don't like that's why like Theo's fucking throwing around 20 million dollars all the time when he's got it. He doesn't that's have true. it. Instead, he gets uh, Jeremy Jeffress. So <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> To who we did get, and I'm excited about this guy. I liked him. Uh, I mean, he's let's uh, he's replacing Strope. You know, I, I mean, m- what Strope was last year because he's a very similar pitcher, except he's making about a million less than Strope he was is going to be making with the Reds. Um, but uh, Jeremy Jeffress does come with a food truck, so that's kind of exciting. He sells fried fish, which is super popular in Chicago. <laughs> Let me tell you, we love it. No, he uh, he's from Virginia, and he, and he used to play somewhere where he smelled uh, fried shrimp all the time. That's his favorite. And so he decided to make a bread-and-butter food truck, and he actually brought it to the All-Star game when he was an All-Star two years ago, where he was awesome. But he also uh, pitched 76.2 innings in 73 games. That's a lot. And then he wasn't very good last year. And he had an ERA just over five. A stroke by comparison was just under five. And um, I don't know. Maybe they're going to find he's younger than Strope. So that's good, I guess. Um, he's got a 94-mile-per-hour sinker. He's got a, a curve, a knuckle curve that goes 81. So that's a nice uh, little uh, discrepancy there. Uh, and a four-seam fast, fastball also at 94. And he also throws a splitter. So he's got a couple pitcher, pitches that he uses. Um, he was good against us. You know, the thing we always have talked about with Milwaukee is that Craig Council just burns through pitchers and, and puts massive innings on these on his bullpen, you know. And, and a lot of guys just sometimes can't bounce back from that the way that you would expect them to. So you're hoping, once again, this is another situation where the Cubs are hoping Jeffries has a good rebound year and you, you didn't spend a lot of money. You spent a million less than Strope, but I think a lot of us would rather have Strope just because, I mean – a, it sucks that he's on the Reds because we got to now look at it 19 times a year. <laughs> Strope out there. Um, but, you know, what he brought to – and maybe they didn't want it. Uh, what he brought as far as leadership to the team goes and the kind of the fun that he gave us, uh, the hats left, you know, all of that. It seems like to bring in a new guy for a million dollars less that's 
kind of going to give you, at least numbers-wise, last year, pretty much what Strope will give you, unless you think he's got nothing in the tank anymore after the hamstring injury. But, you know, to me, like, you keep Strope, you're still not under the tax right now. You know what I mean? Like, just keep – get Strope. He would have taken even less, I think, to come with to the Cubs. You know, so what, another $700,000 probably gets you Strope. And then you keep that, you know, leadership, that veteran leadership in that bullpen. I mean, maybe Jeremy Jeffress is that guy too, but either way, he's new. Strope has been there. I think that was – just that that all happened in the same week. You know, I, it was easy to see the parallel. And I don't know. What do you guys think about it? You know, it's Strope is one of those guys that we, has been, you know, greatly undervalued by a lot of Cubs fans. You know, there are still those people that don't like the way he, way he wears his hat. Yeah, what's you the know, word for them? Uh, oh, yeah, you know, racists. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't give a shit how a guy wears his hat as long as he throws strikes and isn't effective. And for most of his career, that's what Pedro was. And when you talk about the greatest trades in Cubs history, you you have to have to, you definitely have to put the Arietta and Strope for uh, Clevenger and um, what was the pitch, uh, pitcher's name Feldman Scott Feldman. So that's one of the best trades in Cubs history. And 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 uh, Strope was just a great guy, like you said. He brought a lot of leadership and a support. You know, for a team that has talked so much about accountability, Strope was the one, especially for the Latino players, that really kind of was the one that would tell these guys if they were kind of getting out of line. So, you know, I don't know how much they value accountability if a million dollars is going to affect them that much. Yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, isn't that what Ricketts spends on his manicures? You'd think he'd yeah. he well, come he, up with the money. He's got a couple of books that he's got his eye on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's Todd. By the uh, way, I, um, did, I did notice, I went to the, uh, the, the Cubs Wikipedia page. Uh, no, it was yeah, I think it was the Wikipedia. And um Joe Ricketts, the father, is listed as the owner on Wikipedia. Not that that's the end all be all, but it kinda is. <laughs> anyway. Um he's the one shelling out all the money in the in in the first place, is what I'm saying. So we couldn't get so now now like all our favorite players are on the Reds. <laughs> they got Nick the Stick, they got Stropey. And uh, meanwhile, Cubs are kicking the tires on an ex-Red, Scooter Jeanette, who's like the new Daniel Descalso, maybe. And they're also kicking it on the the worst Cubs fan in the history of Cubs fandom, Jason Kipnis, who nearly uh, who nearly ruined 2016 for the Cubs fans. <laughs> right. I mean, and he calls himself a Cubs fan. Like, no, you're done. You're not allowed in Chicago. You're done, Kipnis. So I don't know. It does. None of this makes sense to me. You're like, oh, we can't afford Pedro Strope, but hey, maybe Scooter Jeanette. What are you doing? Yeah. Again, again, one of those things where you're just trying to buy low. Yeah, but you could have bought low on Strope. I, I mean, they must think he's got nothing in the tank. They must think that, and you know, maybe he doesn't. So, but when when you get uh, Sammy Souza, you know, and and they're paying him. You know, a million bucks to be a fifth outfielder, platoon with Hayward, I guess. You know, I, I mean, I just, it's all these, it's kind of like last year. You're Tony Barnett's, you're Brad Brock's, you know. It's just like, buy low and then hope somebody, you know, kicks it eventually. And I don't know. Yeah, it's, 
it's it's frustrating. They, they've done nothing to make us feel good about this offseason, have they? Grandpa Rossi's back. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, and, and only I th- good in that uh, some of us were calling for a spada, and we're really happy we dodged that bullet. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'll go through these quickly, but uh, there's uh, the non-roster invitees. Oh, we're in the drags of the offseason now. But the uh, I did, you know, there's some interesting names on here. Not a lot. So I'll, I'll, uh, you know, highlight the ones that I think uh, maybe could help the team. But um, this is per the Cubs press release. But I took a lot of information from the good people at uh, Cubs Insider, Cubs HQ, and, of course, Bleacher Nation, which is everybody's go-to. Pretty much all the other blogs report on what Bleacher Nation reports on. It's kind of what I notice happens. <laughs> but um, anyway, we, there's this guy, Jason Adam. You hear of him? Two first names. Pretty good. <laughs> but uh, That's he, the only thing he's got going for him. Yeah. Well, actually, here's why he's – let me play a little video for you. Here's why he's on the team. So I was drafted in 2010 out of high school. That's not why. Um, by the Royals. I'm from uh, Overland Park, Kansas, so that was cool. I got uh, signed, was here through 2014, I was in AAA, and I got traded to the Twins. Here we go. Um, and right away got hurt my very first outing with the Twins, and I spent, so I spent all of 2015 and all of 16 in rehab with the Twins. See, there it is. <laughs> Two years lost. Um, Oscar De La Cruz, who, uh, if you remember him, I've actually seen him pitch in spring training. He's been around for a while. Uh, he's been good in double a, and then never could put it together in triple a. And then he got suspended for PEDs. So he he'll be there. So look for him. Um, Dakota Mekas, who has also been around in the Cubs system for a while. I did not realize he is six foot seven and he's 275 pounds. A lot of big boys, you know, get the Brad wick out there, but, um, this guy's a right. He's got a good breaking ball. Um, and his ERA was bad in triple a, but a lot of people, uh, are really high on this guy. They're thinking that, you know, maybe, you know, he'll be one of those Iowa shuttle dudes that might stick around for a while, depending on, you know, how it all shakes out this year. Now, here's the big name. Um, and if this works out, it'd be a while since things worked out for the Cubs, but this would be a big one. Brandon Morrow is a non-roster invitee. He's on the minor league contract. He's going to be in major league camp, figuring it out. Um, now, if you can get now, I, I know I don't want to get your hopes up because we don't know what we're going to get here. But if Brandon Morrow can figure it out and be like eighty-five, ninety percent of the pitcher that he once was, this is a huge win for the Cubs. And that you, you know, you don't need your Jeremy. You slot Jeremy Jeffress back at that point. You know what I mean? To the sixth, seventh, your Brad Wick, your hard throwers. Because if Brandon Morrow can dial it up again. Yeah, it just uh, it it just brings me back to those Kerry Woods where, you know, once Kerry's healthy, everything's going to be great, and then he's not healthy. And it's just to put any faith in what Brandon Morrow can do. Yeah, it'd be great if he can do, you know, throw some innings and, and be what he was, but uh, boy. Yeah, I just can't wait for a whole nother year of Brandon Morrow's on flat ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of where we are at, at right now. And... Um, Anyway, there's. I'll move on. Caleb Simpson, 
who I had never heard of, but uh, he's on the team because uh, Tommy John and labrum surgery missed two seasons five years ago. Uh, he's with the Giants and uh, then the Dodgers. Oh, wait, no, check this guy out. Brock Stewart. Now, this is an interesting case. Is that two last names or is that two first names? I don't. I'm not positive. Uh, I think That's you, no. two first names. It yeah. could kind of. It could be either, either or. Yeah. So uh, he has sucked in the major leagues, but he went from single A to the Dodgers, the Los Angeles Dodgers, in one year. Okay, and he did pitch against the Cubs. Uh, he sucked against in relief against us in 2018. In a two to one Cubs walk off win in which Al Mora got a single after a Bryant triple. And um here's but check this out. As a starter in he shut out, he two hit the two thousand sixteen Cubs for five innings as a Dodger, and he <laughs> struck out eight, and he only walked two, and the Dodgers won one nothing. Wow. Unreal. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if I remember, that was a good Cubs team. <laughs> uh insult to injury he singled off john lester <laughs> <laughs> so this was kind of a surprise to a lot of people and i guess he had been signed for a while and i like this guy because he's got a great raleigh fingers style mustache ben taylor um minor league deal uh he had a 251 era last year and then uh or no uh 2018 uh with the indians but then he had hip surgery so it's you know scrap heap guys um. Anyway, he came back and he wasn't good after that. So, but now he's uh, in Cubs camp. Yeah, good. Uh, left-hander Rex Brothers, who you might remember from the Rockies. He's 31 and still holding on, mostly because he throws with his left hand. But he had a lot of successful years with the Rockies out of their bullpen, which isn't easy to do when you're a pitcher out there. Um, Danny Holson will be back. The guy that was never to, that he was told he'd never pitch again twice. <laughs> <laughs> I know it gets funnier and funnier, but he divided, he defied the odds. And remember he, he had that wonderful inning last year where he struck out the side. So that was a nice moment for him. And, but in 2011, he was the second overall pick. So anyway, he, um, he struck that out. That was the, before people started to tell him he could never pitch again. No, no, no. That was after it twice happening to him that he was told he could never pitch again. And he did. He struck out another. So you're saying he got he was the second overall pick after he was told. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what I was saying. Struck out the side after he was told. Uh, Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I'm confusing the the listeners. You know, Holson's a good feel good story. But again, this is a guy who just. Has a lot of trouble staying injury. There was a lot of hype on him before the season started and then kind of just disappeared with injury again. All the hype is based on what would be a good story if he pulls it off. Like, it's not really based on any, like, great performance metrics that he's showing that he's going to really fucking come on like gangbusters. It's just Cubs fans hoping that this dude's going to do something because it's going to be such a great story when it happens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we got to have some kind of hope, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm done with the hope. I'm fucking done. Yeah. Apparently. I'm, tired. I'm just, uh, just, so it drives me nuts. We'll round it out with uh, Tyler Olson, a 30 year old lefty without much success. Uh, but he also throws with his left hand. Um, CD Pelham. You know, we talked about him earlier in the offseason. He's a 26-year-old lefty. Uh, that He was 
He was drafted in the 25th round by the Brewers. Um, you know, he's he's been bad in the minors. He's been bad in the majors. <laughs> I don't know what people are seeing in this guy, but I, I hope I get to see him. And I'm, I might because I'm going to be there very early in spring training. Uh, there's Wyatt Short, who is kind of short. He's only 5'8". He also throws with his left hand. But he has had some success, and he's from the Cubs system. So, you know, you, you never know. Pedro Strope wasn't Pedro Strope before he was Pedro Strope, right? Maybe Wyatt Short. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Obvious T-shirts. Get on that. Yeah. <laughs> Pedro Strope wasn't Pedro Strope until he was Pedro Strope. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so get ready for Pitch Lab, Wyatt. Isn't that the complicated shirts that we're going with? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's complicated shirts. Exactly. Pardon the interruption, but you are not a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto, where you get to listen completely ad-free, and also you get the podcast much earlier. If you subscribe to our Patreon feed, go there, patreon.com slash sunranto, for as little as a dollar. You can listen early and as at free per month. Okay, now uh, because you're not a Patreon subscriber, you're gonna have to listen to another ad. You know what I'm saying? So uh, first, I want to tell you about uh, Sunranto.com/shopping. It's a way we, one of the ways we keep the lights on here at the podcast. And there's many ways you can support the Sunranto show by simply buying the things that you would buy anyway. But you just buy them through us, okay? So you go to sunranto.com slash shopping, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O dot com slash shopping, and there you will find many, many links, okay? First and foremost, we have the Amazon search bar. Now, if you shop on Amazon, which who doesn't these days, unless you're one of those uh, triggered hippie types. Now, uh, you go through our Amazon search bar. There's a picture of a Cubs hat and a Cubs flag and then a search bar and you type in whatever you want into that search bar then you buy crap you already would want and then we get uh, like four cents which is awesome if a bunch of people do it but you know doesn't really happen so do it um, also uh, of note StubHub if you buy tickets on the secondary market which you should be uh, you should be buying them through StubHub and clicking on our link at sunranto.com slash shopping and then buying your tickets because then we get a, a couple cents too there's uh, Cubs gear at Fanatics and Fans Edge. There's NFL gear. There's Reebok shoes if you like those. The MLB shops, sports memorabilia, beer, wine, condoms, vibrators, mattresses, NHL, NBA. I hate clowns shirts. I mean, seriously, we got something for everybody. So go on over to sunranto.com shopping and buy all your crap uh, through us. And that'd be great. Uh, this show is also brought to you by my bookie. AG and um, you know <laughs> I mean <laughs> the Cubs chances at winning this year they've been sitting at plus 2400 for a while that puts them pretty much like right in the middle of the pack it's not as bad as the Pirates but it certainly is not as good as the Mets or the Twins and especially and you're going to hate to hear this the Cardinals so if you do want to place a bet on the Cubs, you could actually win some money this year if they catch lightning in a bottle. So go to mybookie.ag. They sponsor this show, and I really appreciate it. And uh, so why don't you give them the business? They're going to double your first deposit if you use promo code CHAIR. Okay? But what you should do is become a Patreon supporter and never listen to ads again. That's just my opinion. It's a dollar a month. $2 a month buys two of us a beer a year at Wrigley. $3 a month buys three of us a beer. So just do it. You never have to listen to this crap again. We just do the show as God intended. Okay? Back to the show. Infielder time. Yeah, and then uh, there are some um, 
infielders that have been invited as well. Although, you know, and it's the same with the pitchers. Like, maybe one of these guys makes the team. You probably will see them throughout the year, some of them. The ones from the Cubs system, anyway. I don't know what's going to happen to the guys that don't have a team, just an invite. But um, some of these, you know, maybe one or two of these guys make the team. Because there's really not room if you think about it, and I'll outline that in a second. But the uh, the four infielders that are invited to camp are, are Carlos Asuaje. He was a utility man with the Padres, um, and but he was just down, kind of tearing it up in the Dominican League. So maybe he figured something out. That's um, where Albert Almora should have been. I would like to bring that up again. Uh, Trent Jambroni. Who, oh man, I, I just wanted to be on the team so bad. <laughs> but, you know, I, this guy is, I mean, granted, they're playing with the juice ball down in uh, Iowa last year, too. Uh, he hit 23 homers, though, for them. So, yeah, that's, mm, that's tough. You can't really tell anything from that because the PCL is already a hitter's friend, a hitter friendly league. And then you add the juice ball, everybody was fucking hitting. It's like 23 homers could be five. Yeah, you know, with all the line drives and bunts going over the wall. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Corbin Joseph, I I don't know how this guy. He's got a last name as a first name and a first name as a last name. <laughs> but I mean, I don't even know how this guy even got invited. He he, they just got it fucked up. You know, like when you fill out paperwork and they want your last name first. We thought it was Joseph Corbin we were getting, not this guy. Yeah. Anyway, he's got a career four seventy four OPS. Now he's got that's only in ninety one plate appearances with five MLB teams, but it's like five MLB teams. Like, how does this guy keep getting jobs everywhere? Anyway, here's the guy who I think could make it if they don't uh, go with Nico Horner uh, and they send him back down. Uh, Aaron Perez, because he's a utility guy with a lot more experience in the major leagues. Um, he was most recently a Brewer. So he can give us all their cheating secrets. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I think this guy actually has a chance of making it. And I'm curious as to what Daniel Descalso's role, role will be on this team. They have him for the one more year. Um, and then, for some reason, they invited a couple outfielders. Uh, they, they all suck. Uh, it, Nick Noel Cuevas and Ian Miller. And I'm like, and I looked up their numbers and they both blow. So I don't, I don't, I really don't get it. Um, It is amazing because we know how hard it is to like hang on in the league. And then you see these guys and you don't know much about them except for their numbers. And the numbers just don't say this guy should still be around. Yeah. Especially when there's not really a place on the team, you know, (laughs) like they don't even need them. Well, they may be just innings eaters or something. You know, they always bring dudes over from AAA sometimes. They don't give a shit. I mean, spring training baseball is ridiculous. You watch a couple innings, and it's more about getting in the sun and drinking a beer. Right. And and they're, they're exercising. Like, you're literally paying $30 to watch uh, them exercise. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Right. It's not fun unless it's uh... – See, it's like a 2015 or a 20 when you know it was KB and it was Schwarber and yeah. it was all these guys that we kind of thought we Al might Moore, only see uh, them there. Russell, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sh- yeah, Schwarber. I mean, the list goes but, on. But Bias now there's even. nobody on that list 
to, to go see because all the good names are actually on the big league team. Yeah, well, I told you all those names so far. and I, Were you excited about a single one of them? Nope. I mean, Giambroni, <laughs> just, for, just for the name. Yeah. The name alone. And then uh, it rounds out here. Um, PJ Higgins, <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> I mean, he's like you know our our fourth catcher, fifth even after you get past Amaya, but he'll be there and uh, with his monocle and uh, peanut shell that he wears. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the P stands for. Yeah, Peanut J Higgins. Now you got Jahani Pareda. Yeah, what's up with the the illiterate Johnny yeah. out there? Well, we could use a guy like that. And then here's a guy who I think might have a chance if they need to stash like the veteran catcher who's, you know, can like let's say they do trade Wilson and go with Caratini. You know, at this point Josh Fagley could be your you know, he's the veteran, he's 32. He was a first-round pick by the White Sox. He's got, you know, lots of – he's a weak hitter, you know, but I don't know his defense. But he's on a minor league deal. Who knows? He could be the new John Baker. Uh, but then I was thinking, all right, you got 26 spots. You know, barring injury, here's the guys you know are going to be on the team, okay? Lester, Q, Hendricks, Darvish, Chatwood – Jeremy Jeffress, I assume, Kimbrell, Kyle Ryan, Rowan Wick. Would you say those guys are all pretty much locks? Yeah, they all seem like locks. Okay, then you can add to it Wick and Mills, Alec Mills. Would you say those guys are close to locks? Just because they were there last year, I kind of... Yeah, you, you, you could argue that. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're locks, like, you know, but well, they were there I mean, last year. They counted on them last year to do shit. So <laughs> well, I, I no, but I but I think you're right on the twenty six man. Well, no. Forty man for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, know. I'm not talking forty man here. I'm talking yeah. twenty six. And so then that leaves two spots, right? And they're gonna be taken by a combination of uh Dan Winker or is it Winkler? Winkler, right? Winkler. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne Underwood, uh, Ryan Tapera, Casey Sadler, Justin Steele, Manny Rodriguez, the guy who only pitched at single A, uh, and, and he's uh, he's short and fat. <laughs> I want this guy. <laughs> and, and, I, and I want him on the team because Manny Rodriguez, man rod. We need yes. this. Uh, James Norwood, who we've seen. Tyson Miller, who uh, some of the Cubs insider people are on are, are in on. Then you got Trevor Megill, Dylan Maples, Jarrell Cotton, who's kind of more of a starter. And then Adbert Alzali, who uh, they're talking about that he might be better off in the bullpen. So there's two spots for all those dudes. So you're going to see two of those guys. Um, if Wick and Mills, Week and Mills make the team. So I don't know. We don't know anything about these guys. It literally does need to be an an actual Iowa shuttle, like just put all of them on there rotating. Just and it's not even about are you good, are you doing well, or whatever. Like just keep rotating them, you know. Well, you can't. Kind I mean, you kind of can with the options. 
because a lot of these are split contracts minor league. I don't know what like somebody who has some experience, like you know Casey Sadler with the Dodgers, like how many times can you be sending this dude back and forth? You know what I mean? Like it has its limits. So because it's those split contracts, I don't know how those are exactly. Uh, you know, if if he ends up on the major major league team, do they have something in there? And I know a lot of these guys do. Where if like, all right, you got to release me if I'm not on your team by May or something. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. I don't care enough about any of these pitchers to actually look up something so granular as to if Casey Sadler's because Casey Sadler might never even be on this team. You know, with with Maples and, and those type of guys, there's there's a lot of guys on here that you really are hoping can put it together. Uh, you know, Maples has one of the best pitches with the, his. He's got that wipeout slider, but you know, just his walk rate has always been ridiculous. You know, some of the you know Alzale looked really good and uh he had in his first start, but you know, injury questions. Maybe he is better for the bullpen. A lot of guys here, but again, th- there's nothing here that has the average Cub fan excited. And I kind of don't care which two they pick, right? Right. You could throw a dart. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's kind of how it feels. I mean, you got Ryan as your lefty, so you assume one of these other guys is going to be a lefty. So, yeah, yeah not not super excited. Or, or a long man, you know? So, I mean, Alzali could fit that role. I don't know. But it's uh, I kind of had a funny line, and I know it's been said before, probably in vaudeville. But I'm like, it's it's a it's a literal who's who of who's that, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so and also like I saw that there's really only one spot for any position players as well, you know, and you know that's if somehow Daniel Descalso or Nico Horner aren't on the team, like somehow don't make it. So I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it's got this adds up to 13 as well. You know, you're going you're gonna to have Caratini and Contreras, Baez, Bodie, that's four, Bryant, and I'm going to count to Scalso because it's probably going to happen. That's do six. we have to? Six. Yeah, I think we do have to. I mean, I don't know what else they can do. Yeah, now I'm not going to count Horner, but I'm going to count Rizzo. So that's seven. Then you've got five outfielders, so that brings you to 12. That's Almora, Hap, Hayward, Schwarber, and Souza. So who's the – it's got to be Horner, right? I mean, I, I've been saying this for a while that I, I think the you know Nico had so little minor league experience. I think they're just going to kind of wait and see a little bit more, see how he does. You know, maybe Triple A, maybe Double A, but but I think they're going to kind of be careful with how they kind of approach that. So I'm that's why I brought up you know the fact that I think Aaron Perez has a hell of a chance at making this squad. I think they signed Scooter Jeanette. He gets injured within the first two weeks. They bring up Nico Horner. In five years from now, there's a uh, grievance. <laughs> there's a grievance, and then we have to wait five more years for it to be dis- decided. <laughs> so, I mean, so I was kind of excited, but I didn't actually count up the numbers. And I was like, oh, there's like really th- two pitching spots, two or three, give or take, maybe four, depending on how you want to count it. Four pitching spots and one position player spot unless anything changes. So it's like actually not, I guess, who's the opening day second baseman? Who's the opening day center fielder? Who's going to lead off? 
So <laughs> that's what I'm looking for on this eve of pitchers and catchers. You know, when I look at this, the season that this reminds me a lot of is 2006. And if you remember 2006, the Cubs still had a lot of really solid players from, you know, the old three team left, you know, not a lot, but some that were still there, but you had like, you know, the pitchers and you had this shuttle from Iowa that was completely just constantly going for, you know, everybody, I can't tell you how many people started games that season. And, you know, even that's where we saw, I think the first time Carlos Marmol and he was in as a starter. You know, and then these guys kept kind of coming around, coming around. I see, like, with these list of names, I don't know what, you know, what you're going to get out of. Hopefully, Lester can say, you know, strong and efficient all season, injury-free. But, you know, do they trade Quintana? Who's your fifth starter? What, what about Chatwood? All these questions that you're going to ask. Could there be a situation where you are going to have to rotate two or three starters all the time? Yeah, like you, you, you're going to have to rely on Alec Mills, Chatwood, and Alzali to start your games. And maybe Colin Rhea. I didn't even mention him. <laughs> you know, he's somebody they've stashed for a bit. Uh, last year he was stashed. And, you know, and when you look at, you know, the pitching really is the weakness of this team. And, the the Pakoda pitching, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to hear anything about this, but uh, they really don't like the Cubs pitchers at all. Well, um, that's when I started all- thinking, that's when I started thinking, like, why don't they just get rid of some of these guys that it looks like aren't going to have good years? All they've got to do is clear this $3.4 million, you know? But like Carly said, I guess Lester has that. I got confused on the the no trade thing, but. Yeah, he Q, probably Q could go, and there's ten million off your. Well, people have been saying Q. People have been saying him. He's you know his name's been bandied about. But um, you know the thing is, I mean, Pakota. What did they pick the Cubs? Eighty four, and then seventy nine wins, and everybody laughed at it. And then uh, it kind of was that, you know. In the end, they haven't come out with the win totals yet, but they you know did some player projections. And it's kind of like what you expect. There's really no surprises in here to me. Um, they're bullish on Schwarber, Brian, and Rizzo. But, you know, aren't we all? And, uh, you know, but they, the one disappointment is that they're not that high on Hap. They think Baez is just kind of, you know, just slightly above, it, you know, league average. And, um, you know, think Bodie and Contreras are better than league average, but not like, you know, superstar years. So See, that, that surprised me with bias, to be honest, that they weren't more bullish on bias. Maybe because he got hurt, you know, I don't know, like. Right, but that wouldn't factor into your your projection on what this season's going to be. Yeah, yeah, maybe playing shortstop for the whole year or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, we're high on bias. I'm high on Hap. You know, I saw an article today over at Cubs Insider about Hap having, a you know, a, one of the highest barrel rates. You know, and I, and you know, the, we've been saying it forever on this show. Like they keep getting the same guy. Like you know, when I see Ian Happ and I see you know Sammy Souza, I'm like, oh yeah, low bat and Schwarber for that matter, low batting average, high power potential, and just like you know that three true outcome kind of dude. You know, it's um, it's like the same dude over and over. But uh, you know, Bodie's kind of that light, <laughs> you know, in a way. Anyway, um. 
it, it kind of likes the offense for the most part. Sees us as above average, but the pitching it hates, except for Craig Kimbrell, who they think will have a bounce back year, and they think Alec Mills will be good. But it really likes only you and Hendricks out of the rotation, which I think we all kind of feel that way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Lester, they have met replacement level and Q as well, both of them with ERAs in the fours. And that's that's kind of the problem is if that's what they're seeing, you know, our other teams kind of guessing the same thing. And if that's the case, why would you be running out to get Quintana? Yeah, for 10 million even. Right. Like, you know, like, like probably, oh, man, I got to have that guy. I'm going to. You know, if I'm if I'm a contending team and I'm a pitcher away, I'm going to look at all my options. And I don't know if Q pops out as one of those guys that I'm like, I got to have this guy. No. Well, my thought is that the Cubs would be offering him for very little. Yeah, like nothing. Like, like here's yeah, Q. You're, you're just giving up a couple of, uh, you know, maybe like two single A guys to get him. Then it's like, why not? The guy has pitched here. We could do something with him. Yeah. Well, there's your white flag. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, and then Zips came out too, and I don't know if I really want to get into this too much, but um, it does have uh, three guys hitting uh, thirty over 30 bombs. Bryant, Baez, and Schwarber. So that'd be nice. Rizzo's almost there with 27 on this list. So, you know, you do have a nice, you know, heart of the lineup. You know, I think just going over the other bench options is where the weakness happens, and that's no different than last year. Correct. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. That's kind of how it's shaping up. Not you know you've got some you got pitchers and catchers, which I'm really excited about. You know it's it was really nice being back in the stands in Puerto Rico, and you know sitting there with a beer and a ball game, and you know it, I'm looking forward to all of it. You know I'll be in at less than a month out at spring training watching a, the actual Cubs play, well at least for an inning. <laughs> so, um. But well, but you guys won't be watching the Cubs play unless you have RCN, <laughs> because uh, Marquee uh, Network. Uh, still, well, maybe I should cue the audio. Oh, I forgot I did that. Marquee Network. <laughs> Marquee Network. All right, I should probably explain the other sound drop. I, I put it backwards to see if uh, I, I put it backwards in, in case Ricketts was saying something satanic and I slowed it down. I slowed it way down. So you guys don't need to hear that again, probably. I, it, the, nothing was really come sticking out to me. I thought I would make a good joke if he said something like, Sammy Sosa's coming back or something like that, but he did not. Right. Instead, it was just Paul is dead. So it's getting a little late in the game here for half of Chicago to uh, not have access. You're 12 days from launch. 12. Less, 12 than, days, two less than two weeks. That's a, that's pretty disconcerting. You know, if I mean, it's all behind closed doors. Like I haven't heard anything. Have you? No, I mean, I, I've actually called Comcast a couple of times and, you know, trying to get a general feel for what's going on. And of course it, it's anyone that knows Comcast customer services, it's just shit. So, you know, I'm, uh, you know, they, they kind of put me back and forth and they're like, Oh, well, we think we're going to hopefully get it done, but only because I'm threatening to kind of cut my service. Well, people have been saying, people have been saying, you know, his name's been. 
Sorry about what that. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> this is another one of my sound drop things. It was a, it was totally accidental. I'm I'm uh, I'm failing over here in the if, technology. If I'm right. not mistaken, that sound drop sound drop was created in the middle of this show. Uh, it could, it, yeah, accidentally, <laughs> <laughs> completely accidentally. Because when I heard that, I'm like, wait, am am I tripping? Am so, I starting so, to replay something that happened a half hour ago? Crawley. Crawley, what exactly are you saying to these people when you call when you call Comcast? I call up and I say, you know, look, I I've been a customer for about twenty years. I have, um, you know, I do I have Comcast everything, man, TV, internet, home security, everything. And then I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to cancel it. And they're like, well, why? Why would you do such a thing? I'm like, well, because I really want to see the Cubs. It's like eighty percent of my TV viewing. I'm like, if you don't have it, there's no point in me having your cable TV. And if I don't have your cable TV, then the bundle doesn't do me any good. So it's just better if we kind of pull the plug. And they're like, well, you know, we have until the 22nd. So we can, don't worry about it. We're pretty sure that we're going to try to work something out, da, da, da. But, you know, and usually it takes four or five different people before someone actually starts giving me any kind of answers. But I just, I'm not real confident right now. Lyle, it's so good to hear your voice again. Whoa! Hey, whoa, whoa! Who's Cubs, that? Yeah, I kind of I heard he might be coming. Oh my god! Well, you know what? Uh, in, in in true Cubstradamus style, you have no clue what's going on. Oh, sure I do. Uh, I just got back from my trip. Uh, well, I'll tell you about it in poem form about what I've been doing with my off season. But finally, there's something to predict this week. But I can't tell you. How good it is to hear your voice, Lyle. And you too, Michelle. Hey, you you, you know that Lyle hasn't been on the show for months now. <laughs> he called you Michelle, though. <laughs> I thought yeah, that was her Yeah, name. you know, first graders did that, too. In well. Like my, in the 80s. I'm, I'm over it. I've got a poem for you. Because there's something to predict finally after a long off-season. I predict you fucked this poem up. Spent the off-season being a flasher till some angry man gave me a fracture. But you guys make me smile. Michael, Danny, and Lyle, it's time for pictures and... Lyle is not on the show. It's Crawley. Yeah. uh, First of all, I kind of take exception to the fact that you said Michelle's name before my name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just, it sounded better if I would have gone, but you guys make me smile. Danny, Michael, and Lyle. No, it sounds exactly the same, except for the fact that you keep saying Lyle. Yeah, um, you do know, Cupstradamus, that, uh, and let me introduce you, actually. Uh, Cupstradamus, this is Crawley. He's taken Lyle's place. Nice to meet you, Lyle. Uh, you, you can call me what you want, Cupstradamus. It's all right. Oh, and Maybe I will. Just call him Lyle, too, I guess. <laughs> Lyle all right. Jr.? All right, well, listen, I got to go because to, uh, pitchers and catchers are reporting, and... Uh, uh, the Cubs, they forgot a whole box of jock straps, and I told them that I'd fly them out there on my flying carpet so that nobody gets hit in the nuts. So, Cubs, shut up us up! Well, that was that unfortunate. Was, yeah. I'm... Uh, 
yeah. you don't realize how much you don't miss somebody until they show up. Yeah, I had almost forgotten that he was on the show. I was like, oh, maybe he's never coming back again. And then uh, I, I got a telegram. And I was like, who the fuck sends telegrams anymore? Well, guess who? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mr. Western Union. Western <laughs> Union Stradamus. So uh, he's a weird guy, but I guess he's back predicting things like uh, it's pitchers and catchers. <laughs> we already knew that. We already said that five times on the show. So uh, I do, before we get to TFCs, uh, I don't know if you saw the video of Juliana Zobrist, who still has her Christmas tree up outside on her uh, veranda, and she has birds in it. <laughs> birds have nested in her tree. Nice. And she's making uh, Instagram videos out of it. So things are going fine for her. And is it a dead tree? No, I assume it is uh, at yeah, this point. It's just a dead tree out on her veranda. and She can't throw it away. It feels like Ben's not living there, huh? I, I don't think I've seen him once on any kind of social media that she's posted. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's posted a couple things like in support of her, but never in the picture with her. And that's kind of like, I mean, I know when we have a dead Christmas tree, my wife is not the one that puts it away or gets rid of it. <laughs> Like I have to do that shit. Yeah, and if if you, if you, it's kind of the husband's one of the husband's jobs. Yeah, you go get pricked with needles now, you fucking stupid asshole, man. Yeah, and then we, and then we make it sound like it's really hard to do. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Christmas trees are the lightest tree on earth. It's amazing how light they are. So, um, anyway, I was I was pretty interested and entertained by that. I was kind of couldn't stop watching that. Instagram. It's off now, but I, I, wow. So she was uh, certainly a lot of guys sitting in front of me with iPads. No, that's the wrong one. Hold your eye patches. Wait, and I was shooting on myself. She was, she was, now there's birds. So don't shit on me. That's what she's saying to the birds. Don't shit on me. <laughs> so I, I got to tell you, if you are not following her on Instagram, no. it's it's like a train wreck. It's like a car wreck. You just cannot turn away from it. You're like, what? What is this person doing? The thing that's rough about it is that she's always running around and filming her kids, and I was like, oh, these poor freaking kids. You know, I, I mean, that's the only part that makes me like, oh, you know, just because, you know, <laughs> that's your mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's maybe just, they'll be interesting people. It's just kind of creepy sometimes. Some of the stuff's just creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to finish with something pretty, pretty creepy. Um. So uh, TFCs. Okay. Um. Well, I have one. Uh, David Kaplan threw out an obituary, and uh, and actually Corey Finner had posted this later. I think it was in the Quad City Times. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's an obituary. Old lady. She, <laughs> she, the family wishes to thank Joanne's caregivers. Blah blah blah. Donations in Joanne's memory may be directed toward the impoverished Ricketts family of Chicago, Illinois. For purposes of assembling a near major league caliber team or to be dis dispersed per family wishes. <laughs> so, so even in death in her obituary, she's trolling the Cubs. That was a classic. Yeah, I loved it. So Phil Rogers was saying the other day, players have earned the right to free agency. It's hard to re-sign a great player on his way to the open market. 
Discipio.com says even harder when you don't try. (laughs) So I got one here. Uh, Bruce Miles uh, tweeted out. uh, This is right after Pedro Strope signed with the Reds. He tweeted out in appreciation of Pedro Strope. Here is when Joe Madden gave him a quote unquote beach day amid a busy stretch in 2015. Hashtag Cubs. And um, has got the picture there of the beach chair and the pool. And I don't know if you guys remember that happening. The beach day that Strope got. Well, uh, Bill Cadigan wrote, um, I remember Madden when he gave Pedro a strained hamstring day. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's pretty cubish. Um, It really is. So, and uh, yeah, I've got a couple more, uh, but I've got one more. All right, cool. Go for it. Okay. No, go for it. Uh, this one made the rounds. It was a, a picture of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. It says, breaking, Harry and Meghan have reached out to the Mariners, Padres, Rockies, Rays, Rangers, and Brewers for advice on living life without a title. Boom. Yeah, I like that one. The Heckler, which is always just one of your go-tos, classic stuff here. They tweeted out, they had an article and you see kind of a frustrated looking Tom Ricketts and it says cash trap Cubs forced to cancel team's Netflix account. <laughs> oh, I saw that one. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot. I mean, they opened themselves up for this by Ricketts <laughs> saying they're out of money. I mean, if they had explained this all properly and said, Hey, listen, you know, th- now they're just kind of backtracking. Finally, you get to hear that. Oh, well we knew this was coming, but you know, it seems like just PR. Right. You know, we knew this was coming. We just lied to you for the last five years. Yeah, you know, there's going to be a reckoning, and we'll get all new awesome players. Well, um, I enjoyed uh, Donald Trump the other day uh, going to bat <laughs> for the hit king. <laughs> Pete Rose played Major League Baseball for 24 seasons from 1963 to 1986 and had more hits, 4,256, than any other player by a wide margin. He gambled but only on his own team winning and paid a decades long price. All caps, get Pete Rose into the baseball hall of fame. It's time. Pretty cubish. <laughs> like, like yeah, really? I, what the fuck? This is the fucking, this is your night. Donald? I love that. D- dumb Donnie still believes, uh, all the lies that Pete Rose told originally. Oh my God. Like the, all that stuff's been uh, disproven. He's actually admitted, and yet Donald Trump is still saying, oh, he only bet on his team to win. Yeah. You know, and Pete Rose, this is, and we're seeing it now. I watched uh, AJ Hinch be interviewed the other day, the Astros manager last year, and he's coming out and he's like, I screwed up. Should have done more to stop it. That was a miscalculation. Like, he's doing it right. He's apologizing because he's like, I am. I don't think he's. Listen, I don't believe. I don't think he's doing it right. Right. But he's doing what he can do to save his ass is what I'm saying. Not right. He's doing what he can do. But, it, you know, either way, if he comes out, he's contrite right away. He might not get banned for life. Pete Rose, two decades of fucking lying to everybody (laughs) and being a fucking asshole continuing to gamble like a maniac. I'm just going to say, man, AJ Hinch, that interview did not impress me. No, me either. 
It, to me, it was just, it, he, boy, he was just try, trying to get on the good graces of people, but there's so much that he's not saying. You know, when, 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 when somebody asks you directly, and it was Tom Verducci who was doing the interview for the MLB Network, and Tom wrote the best book about the 2016 Cubs, the only, uh, to me, the only book you really need about the Cubs way. But he asked him straight up, you know, were, were, you know did you guys use buzzers? And and he just gave such a convoluted answer that was well, if you look at the report, well, da da da. It was it was a non-answer, right? Yeah. It was a bunch of non-answers through a lot of questions. And he just couldn't say, of course not, we didn't use, but you know. And 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 what I loved about that interview is they did play him that clip where he was incredulous that somebody would ever think that the Astros would cheat. That was the whistling scandal, uh huh. And then in the New York Yankee with the New York Yankees, and it's just like, dude, you were you know you're not sorry. For what you did, you're sorry you got caught. You're sorry you lost your job. You're not sorry for what you did. You would have done it again in a heartbeat. You could have stopped it any time, and you didn't. And it wasn't because you didn't know it was wrong. It was because it was helping your team. Yeah, I'm really frustrated that as more of this stuff comes out, you see how much more the players were involved. And it's just like no punishment for those guys. They got to get something. And Chris like, Bryant, who never speaks on anything controversial, like he he's I mean he won't even talk about Bambi getting shot. Bambi yeah, the only controversial shot. thing he ever said was that St. Louis is boring. Yeah, but he even came out and said that that was fucked up. He didn't say it. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, we we know. Yeah, but no, he he came out and 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 said basically that it's worse than steroids. And I've heard that multiple times. They'd ra- they'd rather face someone on steroids than someone who knows what's coming. Right. Yeah, it's I I think we're going to be feeling the repercussions and the, the problem is the lack of trust that I think we have and if and I'm a tip of the iceberg guy you know if the Astros are doing it there are other teams up to shenanigans too and maybe they'll cut it out now that they see well I don't know nothing happened to those guys. Yeah, nothing happened. The only thing that happened was the like the general manager got fired and the regular manager got fired and they got and banned they got for a year. For one year. Yeah. It's nothing. And I mean, these are millionaires. Yeah, it's not, fine. it's not like if, you know, Joe from down the street gets fired from his job and can't work for a year, that will fucking put him out of his house. No, I get these fired. guys don't care. I get fired from my job. I'm picking up shifts at Aldi. You know what I mean? Like, that's how that works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Until I find something good, you know. But, um, Anyway, it's uh yeah. I didn't really mean to get into that from the TFCs, but uh, but here I have one that I, I I, I basically I uh, when Pete Rose started trying to squirm his way back into the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, I said so. I see Pete Rose is trying to weasel his way into the Hall of Fame. I will turn to the person with the best responses, Steve Stone. If you if you follow Steve Stone on Twitter, he really kind of explains why Pete Rose should not be even considered in the Hall of Fame and. Uh, you know, he always has good stuff. So I quote tweeted Steve Stone on this and somebody replied, there is no, her name is Carrie. She's got an American flag next to her name. It says K-M-R-O-E-1 said there is no Hall of Fame until Pete Rose is in it. Steve Stone says the earth isn't flat and there is a Hall of Fame and newsflash. Pete's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Nice. Nice. So that to he have, took off his clothes. Uh, to have my childhood hero, Steve Stone, I was one of those kids, you know, that I always thought he was talking to me. For all you youngsters out there, but to have, you know, Steve Stone on my Twitter feed replying with a nice uh, TFC, I was pretty happy. <laughs> Go, Steve. 
Um, so, and then like, I, I'm going to end on a sour note. Uh, sorry about that. But, um, you know, I do, I do want to make mention that, you know, longtime listener and, and great friend of our show, Bill Sugas, his mother passed away, man, the, the death, the, the death jerseys are just flying off the racks this winter. And it's a horrible thing, you know? And, uh, so I want to just say condolences to Bill. Uh, he called his mom, the original ranter. If she made Bill. I would I guess that comes the apple doesn't fall far from the tree somewhere. So, you know, thank you to her for her life and uh, for giving us Bill. So it's yeah. a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, of course, you know, we had Raymond's dad the week before and uh, Tony Tharp's death and and some more bad news. And I just want to, you know, bring it all out at once. Uh, but Michael Cantor, who is a writer on Cubs Insider, uh, he's dying uh, you know, he doesn't really know the details of, you know, how long it's going to take, but, uh, he's pretty worried about his health. He started a GoFundMe, um, for, to help with his medical bills at, right now. So I, I don't know if, uh, you have anything extra, but, you know, look that up. It's, um, it's under Mike, Mike Cantor actually. And, um, also I just want to make mention that Andy Cruz's Vanacek, who, uh, is the, one of the co-hosts of Cup of Cubby Blue with Sarah Sanchez, uh, her father is, uh, currently in hospice. So just, I, I, th- I hate to make it church right now, but like, uh, you know, there's a lot of people are going through some shit. I just want to acknowledge those people. And I'm sure that there's many more of you that I don't know that are going through something like that. It's been a tough winter, but hey, pitchers and catchers are coming. The spring is coming, and we're all still here. I would say too, it, you know, Michael Cantor. He does a lot of the roundups for uh, Real Cubs Insider, you know, and so a lot of us read his work. Um, but uh, a, a friend of the show's, uh, Matt Cammer, uh, under the Twitter, Matt made a thing. If you've been watching, he's been doing a lot of great work throughout this whole off season. And uh, he he has this awesome uh, fire map of of uh, with Kyle Schwarber on it, and you know Kyle Schwarber does a lot with first responders and everything. So it's a really cool, uh, really great picture, really great print, and a cool map for every print that sells over the next week. Ten dollars will be donated to uh, Michael Cantor so and his cause. So if anybody has been thinking about buying one of these, I'm sure you've seen it, and I can tweet it out again. But it's. Uh, it's a really nice piece, and so it's it's twenty five dollars. You know, if you're somebody that likes memorabilia or something to put on the wall that that shows your Cub fandom, you know, ten dollars of that's going to go to help Michael. So that's a great cause. You know, yeah, I need to re- get on that, retweet that more. And in fact, I'm going to buy one because I'm a collector of Matt Cameron's art. I've got um, a, a bunch. I'm like looking behind me right now. I got one, two, three, four, five, five pieces of his hanging on my wall right behind me. So. He does great work, and I'm so happy to see that he's been doing work with Top. So get something now. Get one of these early prints of his because the dude's going to pop. So um, just now to make light of all of this, um, just to end, because it just so happens that we've been facing a lot of death this last month, and uh, Juliana Zobrist on her Instagram happened to post about death. So if her words her poetic words can offer you at least um, either comfort or humor. Well, here they are. She says death on both sides 
is the only outcome. When we throw stones, we are never justified to even pick up off the ground. Rise up off of the ground and stand toe-to-toe with those who would step on your neck just to make themselves feel a few inches taller. When we are weak, then we are strong. Did she DM that directly to you, Danny? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She posted that to the world. So, uh, that makes no sense, but um, neither does death. So, let's neither does life. Maybe that's what she was trying to tell us all along. Do we have an acoustic, sad version of Alive by Juliana Zobrist? (laughs) Sure, me singing it. I, I feel alive. And I was shitting on myself. (laughs) So don't (laughs) shit on me. It would go something like that. So uh, there's our show. Uh, Thanks for listening. Next time we talk, we will be talking about players uh, doing calisthenics. So, and pictures of that. I'm excited. Baseball. It's baseball time. It's time uh, for baseball. I can't wait to see people I don't know playing. Well, maybe playing. I don't know. Who's who's that guy stretching his calves out right now? Number 92. <laughs> Number 92. Ooh, 92's got nice calves. Well, Spagog. 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 Danny, how was your winter, man? It sucked. How about them Cubs? What an offseason! Freaking Theo, man! Yeah, totally. Oh, man. You want a beer? Alright. This season's gonna be the best! With Hayward and Zobrist and Lackey, plus last year's dudes! We can't lose! That's what they're saying. Oh, man, it's gonna be the best! I'm so stoked! Take it easy, bruh. I need palm trees, cub fans, the sands. Oh, damn, I am freaking freezing. It is time for pitchers and catchers. We're so close to opening day. Hey, what's up? Not much. Do you think they'll trade Solaire? I don't know. Um, I think they'll probably get a picture for him, but maybe wait till the trade deadline. Hello, Rizzo. I'm gone. Bye-bye. Goodbye. A flight. Too much. Gonna drive. It is time for pictures and catchers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're so close. To opening day, to opening day in Arizona, watching Cubs baseball, drinking lots of beer, drinking lots of beer out in the sun. It is time for pitchers and catchers. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. 
how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.